It's showtime, folks. Son now. Ali to the left. Son on a mission to go alone. This is sensational. World class. Southampton, one uh, nothing. Uh, Danny Ings with a beautiful goal, uh, a slight mistake by Trent Alexander Arnold, but uh, that compa- compacts this table even more. Uh, Liverpool and Manchester United tied at thirty three points atop the table. Uh, Liverpool does have a sixteen goal differential way up on uh, Man United. Uh, so uh, Liverpool been uh, rather poor of late. Uh, some of those uh, defensive problems have uh, started to uh, creep in as they're uh, missing more and more guys. Um, and the goals have not been coming, but I think that's a bit of uh, just uh, one of those things where uh, the chances have been there, but they haven't been able to uh, get the goals. But uh, certainly uh, them looking human has brought uh, really a lot of teams in it. Uh, Leicester has played great the last couple weeks. Uh, They're sitting right there just off the pace at uh, 32. Uh, Spurs uh, have not played great until this last game uh, versus Leeds, but uh, that team was right there uh, for uh, uh, Tottenham and uh, Jose style to uh, take advantage of. But uh, because of the poor pay from Liverpool, that uh, keeps Spurs right in the mix, uh, about four points off the pace. And uh, Man City has uh, started climbing uh, with 29 points uh, up there with uh, Everton and Southampton. Uh, Everton has been a little hot and cold. Another poor performance. Uh, They seem to have fixed the defense, but uh, now the offense has uh, really dropped off the map. Uh, So it should be interesting to see if they can ever find that balance of defense and offense. If they can, I, I think Everton uh, can make a move uh, definitely up uh, this table here. And uh, Aston Villa sits in eighth with 26 points, uh, way off the pace, but uh, much better than last year. I, I think they could definitely contend for uh, at least a Europa League spot. I, I've loved what I've seen from Villa. And uh, on the other hand, I have not loved what I've seen from Chelsea. The offense has just gone away, and the defensive problems uh, continue to persist. So uh, what to make of Chelsea? I don't know if they get rid of Lampard. It seems a bit rash, uh, especially with how he uh, sort of overachieved with his team last year. So I think he's at least earned the right this year to see if he can uh, sort of fix this thing uh, the way it is. Uh, Arsenal has started back 
to their winning ways, uh, but they sit way, way off the pace at 23 points. But uh, at least they're winning, and uh, hopefully uh, they don't make any rash decisions with Arteta. I really like him. I think if you give him time, uh, this Arsenal team will, will be back in the mix. But uh, it's going to take a while. Uh, these young kids got to get more time and playing, but uh, I love what I see from the young guys uh Meanwhile, Wolves uh, continues to struggle without Raul Jimenez. They seem to at least found some goals uh, this last week, but uh, once again, uh, defense lets them down. But uh, hopefully uh, Wolves can find their way, but they're way back there. I I think uh, with the Jimenez injury, they've just sort of uh, fallen out of Europa League contention. Uh, They're about uh, seven points off uh, where they need to be. I don't think uh, with all these teams to jump, they will be there. But uh, I do think Arsenal, if they can continue these good ways, uh, can find a way into Europa League uh, competition. Uh, Southampton uh, continues to really play well. Hosen Hurdle is, uh, uh, if Southampton can find a way to keep him for the long term, uh, I I really uh, just love the way this Southampton team plays. But uh, I definitely think... uh, Really, uh, big-time clubs will be uh, sniffing around him. Uh, the only thing uh, Premier League really has to worry about is uh, a lot of COVID problems. Uh, Fulham uh, is going to have to have its third game canceled with a positive test. So that's uh, wrecking havoc a little bit on the schedule. Luckily, there is no European competition for Fulham. Uh, so they will be, I think, able to find their way around this uh, right now. Uh, I think uh, they're just going to try to put their heads down and uh, bullish through it. But uh, some interesting matchups to come in the Premier League. So let's move on to La Liga. And uh, Atletico Madrid uh, extended uh, their lead with a late, late goal after uh, giving up uh, a tire uh a tying goal uh, late in the thing, but uh, found a way to score. Luis Suarez uh, continues to pay dividends. Um, and uh, ended up beating the Levies uh, 2-1. So uh, they still remain two points up on Real Madrid, who uh, it's never pretty, but are, are finding ways to win games and really uh, a total turnaround from earlier in the season. Uh, Real Sociedad uh, sits there, uh, 1-1 tie uh, versus Asuna. Um, they seem to be uh, slowly uh, falling off the pack. Uh Six draws now, uh, just won't get it done. So uh, I don't know if they can hold on to a top four spot. Uh, That would definitely be their goal uh, right now. 30 points. They're now eight back of Atletico Madrid and six back of uh, Real Madrid. But uh, Villarreal sitting right there. And uh, Barcelona with their 1-0 win. Uh, It wasn't pretty, but uh, the goal was certainly pretty. Uh, Messi to De Jong. Great goal, but uh, can Barcelona uh, 10 points back of the lead? I don't know if that's uh, possible, especially with the sort of mixed bag that uh, Barcelona gets. Uh, they have four draws on the year, uh, eight wins, uh, four losses. Just uh, not a typical Barcelona season or team for that matter, but uh, I think slowly they're going to work their way back into the top four. So at least uh, nothing too disastrous uh here and uh, missing out on Europe or anything. Uh, we'll move on to Syria, where uh, Inter Milan continues 
to uh, play pretty good soccer. Uh, a little disturbing. Uh, Lukaku uh, looked like he pulled something. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they really put it on uh, Corotel, uh last week. Uh, 6-2. Uh, Martinez was just amazing. Lukaku was amazing, like I said. But he went out... Uh, can they uh, make that push for that top spot? Uh, Milan sits there, one point above them. Uh, it's good to have the uh, two uh, Milan rivals uh, sitting right there on top of each other. Uh, Roma's uh, seven points back, and funnily enough, Juventus with a good win. But they, uh, much like Barcelona, way too many draws. They did look good this week, but uh, it was an expected result. There's a very... Uh, poorest team but uh seven six and one for Juventus uh, I don't know uh if they can uh continue their hold at the number one spot uh that's 10 points to make up versus a very good Milan team uh eight points to make up uh versus a uh, very very good inter team and uh Roma and Napoli continue to play really good soccer uh Sassuolo and Atalanta are right on their pace Atalanta really played great uh this week uh with a 5-1 win. Uh, they look to be maybe starting to hit their stride. Uh, so uh, very interesting uh, how this uh, sort of second half of the Serie A competition will break down. Um, really interesting uh, to see if uh, Milan and Inter can uh, continue to stay atop this uh, league table. Uh, Roma is charging hard. Uh, I don't know if they have enough, but I certainly think they do have enough to stay uh, attached and uh, in the uh, European slots. Uh, just have, like the way Roma has looked uh, the last handful of matches, uh, a 1-0 win uh, this week for Sampdoria. So uh, really interesting to see how this is going to break. I think there are a lot, a lot of good teams uh, right here going to be battling it out. I think you could even go uh, possibly uh, all the way down to nine and uh, Laszlo. Uh, so nine teams uh, probably battling for four spots in Europe and uh, two, uh, three, two or three spots in the Europa League. Uh, so it, it could really be a really good uh, competition uh, to close out uh, the season. We'll move on to the Bundesliga, and uh, this has gotten interesting. Uh, Leipzig and uh, Munich are, are right there battling. Leipzig uh, continues to keep growing and getting better. Uh, Leverkusen dropped off the pace a little bit this week. Did not look great, but uh, they sit five points behind uh, uh, Byron Munich and uh, three points behind RB Leipzig, but I think Leipzig are challengers this year. I really do. Uh They've really started to play really great soccer. Uh, will Champions League get in their way? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they aren't as deep as Munich. They can't really uh, take breaks uh, during the season in uh, some of the low-level games. They they need that energy. They need their uh, top-level players playing every game. But um, I, I really think uh, there's a chance here that uh, RB Leipzig could take down uh, Byron Munich. Uh, speaking of that, uh, challengers in the Bundesliga, I don't think Dortmund's a challenger. Uh, they fired their coach while we were uh, off, to, and uh, they have a new interim in there. Uh, Holland came back. Uh, they looked pretty solid this week, but um, uh, I think uh, Europe is the best they're going to do. I, I don't think uh, they can challenge uh, for this spot. I, I don't even know if they could challenge for a top two. I, I think they will maintain and uh, stay in the top four because uh, really after the top four, uh, I 
don't know if uh, any of the other teams are quality enough to really challenge them. Uh, Union Berlin has had a great season, but uh, just to uh, finish in the top seven if, if, if for Union Berlin would be a real, real thing. Uh, Wolfsburg, I do like uh, Gladbach's right there, but uh, Gladbach uh, starting to come back together and play well. Uh, can they challenge for those top four spots? Uh, I don't see uh, Leipzig or Dortmund uh, dropping out of there. Uh, Leverkusen has played above its station uh, the last uh, couple weeks and uh, had their first really bad game this week. So um, we'll see if they can um, drop out and uh, maybe Wolfsburg or Gladbach uh, can get in one of those spots. Uh, Speaking of Schalke, they uh, continue to really, really be poor and... uh, they uh, might set a record for woefulness uh, this week, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, the other one, uh, Warner Bremen, has really, really been poor this year. Uh, the last couple of weeks, they've just been terrible. Uh, that's a little shocking, but um, anyway, I, I think up top, uh, it's not a deep uh, table this year, but uh, it should be interesting to see how the uh, two, uh, Leipzig and Munchen, uh gl- Byron Munich uh, battle here. And uh, if uh, Wolfsburg or Gladbach can can work their way into that top four, uh, can Union Berlin uh, stay on the pace and uh, keep pressuring these teams? That would be something. Uh, Union Berlin uh, in uh, European competition. Uh, Hopefully by uh, next year, if they can get into European competition, we can get fans in those stands. Uh, uh, That would just be a sight to see. Anyone who hasn't watched a Union Berlin game uh, and uh, seen that uh, stadium packed uh, with their fans uh, is really missing something. Uh, You need to go to YouTube and uh, find some old uh, Union Berlin games. Uh, Just a a great scene to watch. And uh, hopefully uh, Union Berlin can stay in European spots. Uh, We'll see if this team uh, can battle through. Uh, Lastly, we'll touch on Paris Saint-Germain. Tuchel uh, got the axe. uh, I it was probably time. Uh, definitely, uh, they bring in the uh, wild card, uh, Pochettino. Uh, he's the uh, best coach that was out there. Uh, everyone loves him. I loved him when he was at Tottenham. Uh, really, really fun style of play. Uh, will Paris Saint Germain listen to him? Uh, will these elite players play his style of play? Uh, can he win the Champions League? Uh, Really, Kenny, get them back in uh, Liga. They had dropped a fifth, I, I think, uh, by the end of the year. Uh, PSG will be a top there. Uh, he, I guess he will finally get his trophy. But uh, I think Champions League's the goal here. And uh, we'll see if uh, Pochettino can get this uh, team flying. I, I I didn't mind Tuchel. Uh, I'm sure Tuchel will get picked up by another club uh, coming up here. But uh, we'll see, definitely. Uh, how that's going to work out. And uh, they did win 4-0 this week, so uh, look for PSG to go on a bit of a run. All right, that's our soccer recap. Let's go to Dr. M. Sage and our review of The Mandalorian. All right, we're going to go to our TV review, and we bring in Dr. M. Sage to review The Mandalorian Season 2. Dr. M. Sage... Did you like The Mandalorian Season 2? I did like The Mandalorian Season 2. I liked it even better than Season 1, I have to say. And I liked Season 1 quite a bit. Well, guess what? 
We found what? a TV show I actually liked for a change. Yes. <laughs> We're finally. on a roll. One Woo-hoo. in a row. So One in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I, uh, I think The Mandalorian is a show that anyone can like. You don't have to be a Star Wars fan. You don't have to be a kid. You don't have to be an adult. You just have to enjoy a fun show. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... It has a little bit of everything and sort of hits all audiences because they bring in a lot of, you know, big time d- directors to direct uh, each individual episode, really. So, uh, I mean, it, it really has a really uh, nice arc of uh, many different story points in it. I, I just love it. Uh, I, I loved season one, but uh, I really thought season two was really, really good and uh, somehow even better than season one. I agree. I like season one a lot. Uh, who can't love, you know, the child, a baby Yoda? I mean, everyone has to love that. And, uh, of course, in season two, we find out his real name, but I won't give it away in case some of our listeners, Happy New Year listeners, by the way, haven't watched it yet. I mean, the show is a classic Western. You've got the Mandalorian, who's a gunslinger. He goes to different towns. He fights the enemy. He collects his bounty. And that's that's who, you know, Mando, Mando, the Mandalorian really is. But now he's fallen in love with the child, and he's he's kind of given up his gunslinger ways. He's, he's not really the bounty hunter he was before. No, but he still kills a lot of people. So uh, in case you are worried uh, that he turns soft, uh, plenty of people do end up dying throughout this. So um, he did softer. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he didn't carbonite freeze anyone and load them into his uh, ship this uh, time around. No, he didn't do that. But you're right. He does kill a lot of people. That's the one thing about the show that I think they do well so it can uh, be a family show is it's not gory. If you count racked up the number of bodies, it would be quite huge, but it's not, it's not anything that kids can't watch. You know, but the, uh, the Robert Rodriguez episode really uh, uh, put the body count uh, pretty high there when uh, <laughs> Boba Fett makes his return and, um, Essentially, every stormtrooper that tried to attack him uh, went down pretty quickly there. Yes, I do want to get into it with you about the stormtroopers. I mean, how ill-equipped and ill-trained are the stormtroopers? Do they ever get a shot off? Do they ever injure anyone? Well, I think they're uh, they're there's a volume, the volume in numbers, they just keep coming. So, you know, eventually they wear you down enough to where they take out uh, people, uh, not these people necessarily, but uh, the normies, uh, we don't see a lot of normies, but. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Somewhere along the line, some stormtrooper must have killed someone, but you wouldn't know it from watching them on this show. They are really bad shots. No, but the uh, the uh, super dark uh, black stormtroopers, uh, they were a little more uh, dangerous and, until uh, a, a old Jedi friend uh, comes into the mix and uh, takes care of them. Yes, the dark troopers are, are the dark troopers are scary. Yeah, I, I like the dark troopers, but I am scared of the dark troopers. And yes. I know that they're going to come back in the future. I mean, yes, it's not I, like I, they killed all the dark troopers. I 
think they will make their way back, especially since they are are easily manufactured, I, I guess, now. Now, why did you like season two better than season one? Uh, I think the cast grew, and uh, I really liked the back end of it when, um, you know, Boba Fett and uh, the uh, Asian lady, I can't think of her name right now, uh, joined his crew, and then... Then they got the uh, the uh, blue uh, Mandalorians, uh, Starbuck. <laughs> I, I don't remember her character <laughs> name, but Battlestar <laughs> Galactica. Starbuck essentially um, made her way onto the team. So I I think the uh, the cast grew a little bit better, and um, I think there was a little bit more. Uh, story arc they had a little bit more of a goal in season two they had to sort of do i think the early episodes a lot of backstory with the uh baby yoda slash the child slash uh you know his real name which probably is the worst (laughs) thing anybody's actually called him but um i don't know and i think the uh ending of season two uh with the return of a a jedi friend and then uh story jedi and then the uh the sort of closing scene when uh, Boba Fett goes on his throne and they uh, give you the uh, little sort of teaser to his spinoff series that I guess uh, Disney Plus is going to do. I would agree with all of that. I thought that uh, in season one, I did have an issue with sort of the middle of the season because I felt that it, um, I felt that there was filler, that there was, there were, uh, there were, um, definitely some um, episodes in there that didn't match with anything else. You know, it didn't further the story. It was just a gunslinging episode. But I felt with this season that every single episode furthered the story along. And I appreciated that. And I'm, I'm here to tell you my new favorite character besides Mando and besides the child is Boba Fett. I yes. love Boba Fett. Uh. Other than uh, he possibly needs to take a Weight Watchers uh, class uh, <laughs> before the oh, spinoff. Oh, but that makes him even better, I think. <laughs> before the spinoff series. But uh, that wasn't the only uh, one whose uh, body I was a little worried about. Uh, Gina Carano, um, I don't know if we're PED testing or anything, but uh, if we are, I, I have a feeling uh, Gina would uh, not pass her PED test. She she seemed quite, quite uh, enhanced in uh, <laughs> this season so much so so much so that uh, i noticed in the running episode she she was struggling to get that uh body moving a little bit and i was like i don't know what she was taking in the uh off season but uh whatever it was uh, she came back uh quite quite large well i think it's interesting because pedro pascal mando i find him to be a little too puny at times and i think he kind of doesn't run real well i don't think any of them run real well maybe maybe fennec but no i think starbuck can um, move a little bit starbuck can probably move although she didn't have to move too much no she she mostly stared broodingly for uh (laughs) she she did (laughs) which i think uh is pretty much been her career since Battlestar Galactica. Stands look good and uh, brood, but... uh, Now, we should call her Bo-Katan. Okay, Bo-Katan. She's not Starbuck anymore. I'm not going to remember that. (laughs) So it's always going to be Starbuck. 
I thought that um, I thought she was a little too brooding at times. It's like I get it, but it's like okay, we get it, right? I do. I do think it's interesting that now we have Mando on um, a journey of self awareness too. Yes, which definitely. is kind of the whole Star Wars thing. I mean, Luke Skywalker was always looking for his father, and who is he? And and so we always have this sort of Star Wars theme of of who am I? And now they've got Mando kind of confused about who he is. And I find that kind of interesting. Yeah. I'm very curious uh, what season three is uh, going to be since um, he no longer has his. uh, Yeah. He doesn't have a sidekick (laughs) with him. Do you think they will bring the child back into season three? And do you think the show can survive without the child? Because I do know people who watched it just to see the child i feel like the uh the child uh story is sort of closed and that's why we got the uh black samurai sword uh you know story right there at the end i think that's sort of the uh next uh storyline they're gonna go with uh how does what was her name starbuck <laughs> bo-katan <laughs> Bo-Katan. how did she get the black saber how does she get the black saber without those two uh killing each other uh yeah i feel like that's probably where they go uh and rebuild their uh homeland i I think they sort of take it uh that route and i think we've probably finished with the uh, the child uh story arc unless they get desperate uh after season three and need to throw them in if uh ratings fall but i think they got such a uh, runway now everybody likes this show that uh, I think the child storyline probably closed I agree I think so too um I do know there are some fan sites who refuse to believe that though they they don't think the story can exist without without the child but I don't see how how Let's put it this way. I don't see how the child can be a major part of the story. Although we do have Mando promising to see him again in the future, and Mando keeps his promises. Yeah, I, especially since theoretically uh, Baby Yoda ages so slowly. Uh, you can't like fast forward it into the future like 25 years to where he's a teenager or something because it would be like 100 years you'd have to fast forward and I, I'm afraid that's true Mando would have moved on and uh, passed away it would have to be the Mando child <laughs> oh dear yeah that's true he baby Yoda will always be baby Yoda at so, least as far as this series goes yeah I think until we get the spinoff where he is adult child. <laughs> so what did you Okay, make? so who's your favorite character? Oh, who's my favorite character? Are we counting Besides up? Besides the child and Mando. We'll take those out of the equation. Are we discounting Boba Fett? <laughs> well, I love Boba Fett. So is there another character that you like as much as Boba Fett? Oh. Boba Fett has great toys. He's got great weapons. He's got a great ship. I love Boba Fett. Boba Fett would be it, but I, I that would be everybody's favorite since he's <laughs> essentially been everybody's favorite since the Star Wars series began. So I, he wasn't really in it uh, this season all that much. He had one episode, but I do like the Carl Weathers character. Really? 
Yeah. I find that very interesting because I find him to be the weakest character. I know, but <laughs> that that just might be some uh, Apollo Creed uh, rub-off, so... <laughs> You're going to have to just leave it to the show, man. Come on, champ. You got to leave it to the show. I know, but I love Carl Weathers. So, and he wasn't even really in this season. He had one episode. Uh, yeah, uh, he only had one episode. Okay, I, I have a second favorite character. All right, what's your second favorite character? Mayfield. Okay. I thought Mayfield turned out to be a really good character this season. That was my favorite episode. Yeah. Oh, I, I can tell you who it wasn't. I don't like the Gina Carano character, so. Oh, you don't like Cara Dune? No, I just like Cara Dune. Uh, it possibly <laughs> now, just. Now, is it because my, of her personal politics or is it the character? No, I, th I was just sort of hoping that got her fired off the series, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a different, uh, I think it's probably more to do with acting. Uh, she's not a great actor. No, she's there for her big, strong, tough looks. And I'm like, okay, but she's a terrible actress. And all the other ones all have to sort of work around her as she, you know, just stares at the screen uh, yeah. and looks like a big, large bodybuilder, which is essentially what she is. That is exactly what she is. I, I think maybe they have written the dialogue for her because that is her character. I mean, she's just a big, strong warrior, okay? Um, she's not a brainiac. Um, some, of the, some of the dialogue gets pretty chunky in The Mandalorian. I can't say I think the production values are always great. I mean, we all know about uh, Mr. T-shirt guy who had to be X'd out of the one episode. But um, sometimes I find that I, I'm watching it and I'm like, this kind of looks like a Disney ride that I might well, be it, on. Uh, if you looked at the uh, making of, of it uh, from the first season, they built this mm -hmm. huge biodome that uh, is like a giant dome of all like green screens and they build their sets in there and that's how they shoot every scene and every uh, thing. So that's how they, you know, sort of afford it because once again, this is a TV show. It's not a large <laughs> blockbuster movie. So, and uh, yeah. uh, for the uh, cameo appearance, I'm sure they had to throw a lot of uh, money to a certain Jedi to uh, get him to make that cameo, plus the uh, <laughs> uh, deep fake that they had to use to uh, age him down a little bit. So I think a lot of age budget. Down went, a lot. Yes. I think a lot of budget was spent there, but. Uh, if you watch the, like, Disney, it's in the Disney Plus, it's like the making or... Yeah, the they, making of the Mandalorian. Yeah, they have this huge biodome that they shoot everything in, and uh, that's why sometimes it gets a little weird, because I think they, you know, are shooting, like, five, six scenes, you know, at a time through a, just a giant mm -hmm. uh, dome of green screen, blue screen type stuff. It's kind of a cool setup. Uh, that is a cool setup. And it's it's more of the um, less of the green screen that I mind so much, and more of the actual I don't know ground transport in yeah. in the Mayfield episode, the episode that I really liked. Um, that was uh, chapter fifteen, the Believer, um, when the rovers are traveling through the jungle, so to speak, in the little village. It just kind of reminded me of you know if you got on the rover at the Disney 
at Disney World and you took it through into the the danger zone, you know. Yeah, well, I, I think that's sort of what the uh, dome is. It is a giant ride of uh, essentially filming a, a TV show. I know they're going to use it for, uh, you know, all their other sort of TV shows, and uh, they've been using it for the Marvel ones that they've uh, been filming as well. So it's, I think that's the new uh, thing of at least Disney uh, plus TV for action series. Well, they're getting their money's worth, I guess. Yes, I know, uh, because it was quite expensive. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it was very expensive. It doesn't necessarily come off as expensive, but I'm sure it was. The other thing that I really enjoy about The Mandalorian is during the end credits when they show the graphic art uh, storyboards. Oh, yeah. I love I, that. I love that's that. I think that's great. Possibly my uh, favorite thing in the uh, whole thing is watching all those uh, cool storyboards uh, flash up at the end. Champ, you and I are agreeing on so yeah, much today. Yeah, I know. Today. Well, we finally got the uh, show uh, that <laughs> we both uh, seem to hit the uh, middle ground on the uh, cross squares for. Yes, and we like the same things about it. This is so exciting for me. So which episode was your favorite this season? It was the Robert Rodriguez one where Boba Fett and them come back. and uh, But I did like the Bryce Dallas Howard one with the uh, – the uh, lizard frog chameleon pregnant lady and that was a good <laughs> and the giant spider spider so i liked those <laughs> two uh you can't hate on the uh closing episode the last episode was really good as well but uh of course but that one was that was their big budget one they they uh yeah they, they mean, blew they the budget, blew the budget on, on that on one final. yeah so yeah. uh the finale but, was so good yeah so good. but the uh robert rodriguez one that one i think it was the sixth one maybe the seventh one i think it was six that i really I liked think it was six yeah with uh yeah the tragedy when when uh, the, the, the child, child gets, gets taken yeah. taken away by the dark troopers yes but i did like the bryce dallas howard episode i like the other one she did too uh in season one so yeah she did a good job both seasons i thought with her episode so what did you make of the uh the villain uh uh, Gus Frank. <laughs> I just know all these people from their famous other uh, characters. Oh God, I get. You mean Moff Gideon? Yes, Gus Frank, Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that he has a certain gravitas, and he's kind of weaselly, and he makes a good villain. He kind of, I mean, Giancarlo Esposito seems to play a lot of villains. So yes. he's obviously gotten good at it. Well, he, he's now made his career with it, so uh, I'm not exactly. going to hate. Uh, <laughs> I did not like him as much as I liked him as uh, Gus Fring in Breaking Bad, but uh, that being said, uh, that's possibly one of the greatest TV villains of all time. So that's a, I agree. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a hard platform to uh, leap into. It's hard to beat that. But uh, I did enjoy and, and he. He's constrained here. I mean, yeah, that I think that was he was sort of held back, and then when he got in his big uh, fight, I guess he lost it on purpose so the samurai sword would make it to the Mandalorian. That's and how I'm reading it, at least. Score everything up, but purpose. he also might, otherwise he's he's too much of a weenie if yes. he really lost the fight that easily. Yes, but he also might just be too old to look like he can do a lightsaber <laughs> battle anymore. Well, maybe a little bit, but he's he's not as menacing as I would like him to be. 
but I think that that's part of the whole empire thing because I think some of those uh, some of those uh, bad guys are just weaselly more than menacing. Yes, I think so. Uh, now, will they do the uh, Star Wars thing that they always do, where you have the bad guy who you think is the bad guy, but really there's another badder <laughs> bad guy telling the bad guy what to do? Of course, <laughs> gotta be. So there's, be. He, be... He, he, he can't be the consummate bad guy because he's just not, he's too too weaselly, too weenie for that. There's got to be someone above Moff Gideon. Yes, definitely. I, uh, I totally think so. All right, so what was so your there's gonna favorite There's going to be all episode? kinds of, uh, of spinoffs. Yes, I know. I, the Boba Fett one's coming. I don't know when. And uh, I guess they're doing this one too. Uh, uh, it, it will be back uh, next year at the same time. I think they're going to try to do this once a year. Yeah, I think so too. I thought I had read that they're both coming out pretty much at the same time next year. As long we have to as wait like a whole year. As long as there's not a Cara Dune spinoff, I, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the heck they're going to do with Cara Dune. They're, I mean, even if, if they go to Mandalore and, and try to save the planet, it, she has nothing to do with that. So maybe they will get rid of her character. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. They can just send her... They could give her the Carl Weathers treatment and send her back to, you know. Uh, I think she's on Tatooine now, isn't yes. she? Yes, is she on Tatooine? She's a marshal somewhere. I, I don't <laughs> yeah, remember. she's a marshal somewhere. <laughs> but every everything heads back to Tatooine, so yes. I was assuming that it is actually Tatooine where she's the. Uh, well, I was just going to say to Tombstone, Arizona, but uh, it's all the same. <laughs> it is all the same. <laughs> Except Tatooine has two moons, unlike Tombstone, Arizona. That is true. All right. So, rating-wise, what do you give The Mandalorian Season 2? I can't give it a perfect five, but I can give it a four and a half. All right. Well, guess what? I'm giving it a four. What? A four. So, we get a good rating I from me. I would say four to four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Uh and uh, I like it because it's quick. It's eight episodes, and uh, some of the episodes are shorter than uh, and longer than, uh, you know, a full. The Undoing, which we did two weeks ago. Uh, each one felt like oh. an hour long. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, these are much quicker. They, they couldn't make these episodes longer. They don't have enough good dialogue, I think, yeah. to do that. But they're fun. I think it's fun for the whole family. I highly recommend everyone watch The Mandalorian. Yes, everyone watch The Mandalorian. Uh, it's right now <laughs> the only thing worth anything on uh, Disney+. Plus. So uh, hopefully... Uh, exactly. Except for seasons like one through six of The Simpsons. You know, yes. there's nothing else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully all these shows that got COVID uh, bounced uh, will make their way to Disney+. Plus. Uh, I know uh, the... Uh, Marvel shows coming up in a couple weeks, uh, supposedly. So maybe that will be uh, worthwhile. We'll see. All right. Uh, what are we doing next week? I now don't remember. Hopefully I've watched it. We are going to do Cobra Kai. Oh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I can get through that in uh, like five minutes. So, Well, you see, you're up on me because I have not watched 
Cobra Kai before, and I've never seen the Karate Kid. So I have to do some season one and two background before I start. Oh my, three. you you have a long way to go, but it's it's a good <laughs> journey. Uh, it probably would have been a better journey when you were a child and they were sort of coming out because now they're dripped into '80s nostalgia. But uh, the series is awesome. Uh, really good spinoff uh, off of uh, the movies in the '80s. So. Uh, Oh, I'm looking forward to I seeing it. I think you'll it. like it. 80s I, cheese I, at its I, best. I might. I, I, I might like it. I, 80s nostalgia, that's that's my era, you know? Yes, except the, the movies aren't 80s nostalgia. They're, they're just 80s. <laughs> no, they're just 80s. <laughs> the, the problem with The Karate Kid is the, I think it came out in 84, which was when I was graduating from high school, so I was kind of beyond Karate Kid age. Yes, I know. No, you were too never, cool for the Karate Kid. It it hit me uh, right yeah, in I the... Was, I was a very, very cool high school student. Well, it hit me dead into the uh, <laughs> the heart of uh, being a young child and Karate Kid being on. So I soaked it all up as it uh, made its way through. Well, I look forward to discussing Cobra Kai with you. Then. Yes, definitely. All right. So a four and a four and a half for the Mandalorian. A definite watch. Cobra Kai coming up next. Okay. Thank you, Dr. M. Sage for joining us. Be on the lookout for more podcasts coming this week. Football time with Achilles Rain. We're going to do our recap and review on Monday. It'll be out Monday night. Then um, Thursday, we're going to do our picks podcast with Achilles reign on the NFL playoffs should be an exciting, exciting show. Uh, Friday, our man Dynamite David's going to join us for a recap of the bowl games, plus a preview of the championship final of Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, We'll have another know-it-all podcast coming out on Friday. We'll have Rita Cinema in to review the movie Soul. We'll also have our man Achilles reign coming in to break down some NBA action. That's Friday for the Know-It-All podcast. Be sure to follow all our podcasts on greenlightnetwork.org. You can find us on YouTube, Greenlight Network. Be sure to subscribe and like our podcast. Also, go to our Facebook page, uh, follow us, and like us. That's our show, and we're out. We're out.